Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the USMLE Guys podcast. My name is Dr. Paul. In today's episode, we are doing another USMLE Coaches Corner episode. This is something we previously recorded from our YouTube channel, and I wanted to share with you here today. We will be talking about one of the common problems that our one-on-one coaching students are experiencing, sharing with you what's going on and how to fix it so that you can move forward with your own USMLE preparation without any worries. And if you want to work with us one-on-one or you want to learn more about how we can help you prep for your USMLE exams, don't forget to visit our website, usmleguys.com. All right, let's dive in with today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the USMLE Coaches Corner. My name is Dr. Paul. Today, I want to talk to you about how we can get you an extra 10 to 20 points on your USMLE exams by simply changing up the way you approach your review. Now, of course, in 2022, step one goes pass fail, but you still want to squeeze out as many points as you can because that increases your chances of getting that pass. So whether you're studying for step one now in 2021 or in 2022, once it's pass fail, this is not going to change at all. We want to squeeze out as many points as we can. So step one, step two, CK, step three, you want 10 to 20 extra points, stick around. I'm going to show you exactly how we are getting our one-on-one coaching students this exact result using a simple strategy. All right. Now, if you want to separate yourself from a lower tier of the standard deviation chart, you need to know how to get extra points when other students don't. So how do we accomplish this? Well, separating yourself in a standard deviation sense really comes down to two things. Number one, having more knowledge ultimately overall in your head, and probably even more importantly, number two, being able to call upon it quickly. How many times have you been doing a question and you come down to two answer choices? If you're like the average student, then it's probably a lot. If you are an exceptional student, meaning you're, you have the capability of scoring 240, 250 plus on your exams, then you typically either A, come down to two options, but can call upon your knowledge quickly to differentiate the correct from the incorrect, or you don't come to that problem at all because you recognize right away within the vignette that little detail that makes one answer more correct than the other. Either way, it doesn't matter. If you come down to two answer choices every single time, but you can call upon your knowledge quickly to real quickly say, yeah, it's probably this one. You are going to do so much better than the student who doesn't follow the strategies I'm about to give you, who gets stuck there and ends up having to guess. Now, if let's say a quarter of the time on your exam, you come down to two options and you're stuck to guessing, the odds that you flip that coin and you get heads every single time, let's call heads the correct answer, every single time for all of those questions, it's darn near impossible. It's astronomically low. But if you have the knowledge and you can call upon it quickly, then the odds that you get a vast majority of those questions correct are astronomically higher. And so we want to put ourselves in a position where we don't have to flip a coin We can come down to two choices, but we have the ability to call upon knowledge to more quickly say, this one is more likely. And just like a casino, the edge the casino has on the players is not huge, but they have the edge, which is why the house always wins. 
And if you can have the edge by having the knowledge and being able to quickly call upon it, guess what? You are going to do so much better than everybody else. So let's actually get into the steps that you need to take to do this. Now, first and foremost, I don't want to try and pull you away from doing questions. Questions are super important. This though, remember, this is the extra 10 to 20 points. That's going to come from a solid review strategy. Now, I have some notes here I'm going to refer back to to make sure I don't miss anything. Now, there's four things that I want to go through. Number one, you want to have a solid review and re-review plan. One of the things students do all the time is they do questions, they'll go through the questions, they might take some notes, and then they put the notes to the side, and then they don't spend time reviewing them and then re-reviewing them. So what's the difference between a review and a re-review? If you do, let's say, cardiac anatomy today, a review would be tomorrow going through all the notes that you took. A re-review would then be any subsequent day when you go over it again and again, further reinforcing it, further putting it into your long-term memory, further eliminating any chances that on exam day, you'll see something and you won't be able to, won't be able to call upon that knowledge, which is what we want to avoid. Now, you need to dedicate a certain percentage of your day to doing new things like seeing new questions, but you also need to dedicate part of your day to review and re-review. Remember, review is anything you did yesterday. Re-review is anything you did before that. And it's important that every single day you are reviewing stuff that you've already seen. I can't tell you how many times we talk to students who reach out to us, um, whether they do a coaching call or they just book a call to talk to us, and they fail their exam or they're not making progress. The first question we always ask is, what's your review strategy like? <clears throat> Oftentimes, students, A, don't really have one, or B, they take notes and they have, let's say, index cards or drill sessions, but they, they admit, most of you will admit, you don't spend much time uh, reviewing. You might do it a couple times a week, but very infrequently does someone have a specific 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. and then 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. every day, I do review and re-review. You need to have that plan in place. And so a good chunk of your day should be dedicated towards doing questions, and taking notes and creating index cards or drill sessions based on all the weaknesses that you come across. But then a good chunk of your day as well, maybe 20, 25%, needs to be dedicated towards the weaknesses and the notes that you've taken so that you can take that information, drill it again and again, again and again, put it into your long-term memory, ultimately eliminating weaknesses. I would say 75% of your day at the beginning of your prep can be towards questions maybe 25% or so of your day towards review and re-review. As you go through more, make your way through the question bank further and further. Let's say you're doing AMBOSS first, first, which is what we recommend. As you have less and less questions, you'll have more and more notes and, and index cards or drill sessions, whatever it may be. More of your time should be dedicated towards review and re-review because you want to make sure you're, you've seen it all. So don't just do more and more questions, especially don't do the same questions again and again and again. Take the time to review it so that you can actually learn it, master it, and get better. Now, what are the review tools? I've, I've sort of mentioned them. Drill sessions, which is something we recommend highly. We even have an entire library of them. Uh, index cards are great too. If you prefer having something that you can touch and, and sort of leaf through, index cards are great. You could even just use pieces of paper or a book to take notes. It doesn't matter really what you use. The most important thing is A, that you're creating your own notes based on the weaknesses you identify when doing questions and that you dedicate time every day to going through it. So when you start, let's say 
let's say we're starting our prep uh, from scratch. As we identify weaknesses based on our questions, we start to build up, uh, 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 let's say we're using index cards. We start to build up our library of index cards. Now, as we review that over and over and over again, we'll take some of those weaknesses and they'll become strengths. And then over time, this big pile of weaknesses turns into a bigger pile of strengths. So your weaknesses are eliminated, your strengths are built. You have to still continue to review your strengths, just not as frequently. So if you implement this from day one, what's going to happen is you're going to take those weaknesses early on and then slowly turn them into strengths. And so that's why doing it every single day is extremely important because that way, when you identify a weakness, you as early as possible, start to turn it into a strength because you don't want to get to a situation where you're two weeks out from your exam and you haven't really done any hardcore review and you've got a pile of weaknesses. What happens at that point? You take an NBME, you don't do well, you wonder why. You put in all this time and energy, but your NBME doesn't reflect that. The reason why is because you didn't take the time throughout your prep to actually address your weaknesses and really go headfirst into fixing them. Now, the third thing you have to think about is timing. I sort of alluded to this earlier. I strongly recommend you start and you end your day with review and re-review. So first thing in the morning, whatever you did yesterday, maybe take 30 to 45 minutes and just review that information because you want to see it right after you've done it. So you're going through questions, you identify weaknesses, then you create your notes. You go through them once. Okay, cool. The next morning, do it again because you want to get it into your memory and in front of you as soon as possible once you've had a chance to sleep on it because then you can take, once you sleep, you solidify that information, then you want to see it again. Now, in the evening, you want to do re-review. So anything you did two days ago, three days ago, four days ago, you want to review. Now you might think, well, how am I supposed to get through everything in, in an hour? Well, you don't. Let's say you've got 500 index cards or uh, if you know students are using, if you decide you want to use our drill sessions, pick a couple things and drill. The next day, pick a couple different topics and drill. Then once you've mastered a topic, say biochem, instead of going through just the cellular drills and the molecular drills and then genetics, choose the full genetics, or full biochemistry, and then just shuffle through all the questions more efficiently. Turn it to two speed. It really doesn't matter um, what you do. It just matters that you do it and that you're making progress. Same thing with index cards. If you are, let's say you have a stack of 500 index cards that you're going to review as weaknesses, get through as many as you can in your allotted time frame. As you do a card, move it to the back, then move it to the back, move it to the back. You'll shuffle through them. And then as you get stronger and stronger and stronger, and certain things are strengths and you don't need to look at it anymore, move it to a strength pile and then spend, let's say, 75% of your review time on weaknesses, 25% reviewing strengths to make sure that they stay strong. All right. Now, the last, the fourth component of this is to take the weaknesses that you've fixed and worked on and actually apply them to new questions, fresh questions, so that you can be sure that you actually improve them. So what does this look like? Well, it's a second question bank. So we recommend AMBOSS first and then UWorld second. Um, so what you want to do is once you've gone through all of AMBOSS, you've taken your notes, you spent this time every day reviewing and re-reviewing, then what you want to do is once you finish AMBOSS, dive into a new question bank, fresh questions you've never seen, because you really want to say, uh, did I fix my weaknesses? And the only way to do that is to test yourself with something you've never been challenged on before. So what you're going to do now going through the second question bank, if you've worked really hard throughout the first question bank to identify weaknesses and work on them, what's going to happen at this point is you should be pretty strong. So when you go through your second question bank, 
the number of weaknesses should be pretty scarce, but there still will be weaknesses at 100%. This is just your second chance to go through and identify things that you think you fixed, but you haven't. So maybe you have index cards, put a star next to each card that you still need to put back into your work on as weaknesses pile. If you're doing drill sessions, document which areas you're getting your butt kicked on. Is it uh, genetics? Spend more time doing just genetics drills. Is it, uh, is it this or whatever? It doesn't really matter. The point is go through a second set of questions and identify things that you think you've improved upon that still need more work so that you can then focus more of your energy right on that. If you do that, that will be like a second run of fixing those weaknesses. Now, ultimately, the goal of all of this, guys, is to make sure that you have no weaknesses, but that the information that you need to be able to pull upon to, like I said, differentiate between two answers in a vignette is easy for you to call upon. And if you see things over and over or you do drills over and over, the stuff that most students will, not most, but the average student will miss, um, you won't. So there might be one little detail. And if you've drilled it 80 times or you've seen it on the next card 80 times, guess what? You're going to pick it up because you've seen it so many times. And as you go further and further down the uh, preparation uh, stages, what's going to happen is this stuff is sort of going to be like second nature to you. You'll see these things and you'll just be like, boom, boom, boom. You know what it is. So you don't have to worry about it, but it's repetition. It's identifying your biggest weaknesses and putting more time into them so that you turn them into strengths. That's the name of the game here, guys. You don't want to have any weaknesses. You want to eliminate them. And the only way to do that is by identifying them, working aggressively to review and fix them, re-evaluating to see if they're still there, pinpointing any remaining weaknesses, and then fixing those by aggressively focusing in on that. And that's it, guys. If you do that, you will position yourself to be in exceptional shape so that on exam day, you will be able to differentiate between uh, two answers, which will help you get a ton more points. The really hard to remember fact-based stuff like micro, um, you know, things like that, where a lot of students will screw up because they simply didn't spend enough time just with rote memorization. You'll have gone through that right? So micro, you should be able to identify everything. And you can do that with drills. You can do that with index cards. Ultimately though, the more repetition that you put yourself through with these things that you're not very strong at, the more points you're going to accumulate on exams, on exam day. Ultimately, the big picture stuff, the concepts, you want to master that stuff. And then think of these little additional weaknesses that you're sort of plugging as you getting bonus points for things that otherwise you would have missed. That can easily get you 10 to 20 points. That can be the difference between a pass and a fail. That could be the difference between average and above average. That could be the difference between a 240 and a 260, which means instead of just, you know, maybe uh, settling for a residency program somewhere, you basically have the pick of the litter, whatever you want, because your scores were so good. All right, guys, that's it. So make sure you have a solid review plan. Make sure you're always reviewing every single day. Twice a day is what I recommend. And if you don't have the time to make index cards or you don't have the time to make drills, we offer drills. We offer uh, visual and auditory drills. So go ahead and use the links in the description below to learn more about how you can just grab those so you can just plug them in. You don't have to worry about making them 
as you move forward. Thank you all for sticking around until the end. I hope you found that to be helpful. If you want to learn more about how you can work with us either one-on-one, get access to our drill sessions, or our Step 1 or Step 2 CK coaching programs, don't forget to visit us at usmleguys.com. Thank you for sticking around. I hope that was helpful. We'll see you on the next episode. Oh, 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 oh,